The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. With so many people living longer, the fear of outliving your money becomes a reality for many of us. Will I be a financial burden? Will I outlive my money? How will I be remembered? My name is Neil Himmelstein, president of Main Street Planning Group. Please contact me by visiting MainStreetPlanningGroup.com. That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. I will introduce you to strategies that will guarantee you will not outlive your money, that can guarantee you will not be a burden on your loved ones. Through a collaborative approach, we will uncover solutions that offer tax-efficient strategies, lifetime income, and legacy planning. Choice, organization, direction, and education. That is the code we stand behind. Contact MainStreetPlanningGroup.com. That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. And listen to me every Friday at 3 p.m. as I host the Main Street Code for Financial Success right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. I'm here every Friday at 3 o'clock. And if you miss my show, you can always catch me on Spotify or Apple uh, or my website, themainstreetcode.com, where you can get past episodes and and keep up to date. Um, you know, when we talk about our code, we talk about choice, organization, direction, and education. And we help hundreds of advisors across the United States, whether they be CPAs, attorneys, or other insurance professionals looking for insurance solutions, and we help you, the client, and, and people that have issues with your insurance needs, your legacy needs, your retirement needs, in the areas of life insurance, long-term care, annuities, and disability insurance. And today, we are very fortunate to have with us Ron Roel. Ron is a veteran journalist matter and author. Uh, he's passionate about promoting successful aging, which is something we talk about about outliving your income and all that uh, quite a bit. Uh, Ron previously had written for Newsday in a blog in Act Two, and he's developed, um, his passion is on caregiving because he had a strong uh, interest in supporting family caregivers, and a strong interest because he has been taking care of his mom with his four brothers for the last 25 years. Um, I could go on and on about his thing. He volunteers with AARP. I mean, your resume is humongous. Uh, but I really wanted to focus today on, on why you got engaged with caregiving and what that's all about, because uh, we share in that passion. And, and just talk a little bit about that. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so my brothers and I took care of my mom. And, uh, unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago, but we, it was a long journey. And it's a difficult one. It, it's, as you know, it's a rewarding one. You feel like uh, this is a, a parent who, a mother or father or other loved one who's taken care of me when I was growing up. And so a lot of people, um, as they, you know, as their parents get older, uh, feel like, oh, you know, th- th- this is my giving back. What was, what was wrong with your mom? Well, just, you know, she eventually had Alzheimer's. Okay. Uh, but she lived to, to early 90s. So, you know, it's... Uh, um, and, 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 you know, people are living now, as you know, till a hundred and doing quite well. Right. But, uh, you know, as you get older, as you get into your eighties, you know, the risk of dementia, you know, increases dramatically. So that, that's what she eventually succumbed to, but, um, she did well for a long time. Um, and you know, what we learned as a family and increasingly, um, the more you talk to people, it's like, 
well, this is not a special group, family caregivers. It's, it's every family gets involved in this. And as you know, Neil, um, you know, it's something that um, you, you, need, you need a team. It's, you can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, even as a family, there are many things you can do, but there are things that you can't do and things you, you uh, could really use help doing, especially in, in the area of long-term care as you right. get older. Um, did you did you live near your mom or? Yeah, fairly near. She was on Long Island, and um, so two of my brothers lived on Long Island with me, and, and a third lived lives in South Carolina. So that's another issue that that faces a lot of families that everyone wants to be involved. So I was kind of the the lead person. So um, um, in, interestingly, my oldest brother in South Carolina was, was a doctor, mm-hmm. and so you know I, I would basically you know uh, bring him in you know, with conference calls and say, listen, this is how you can contribute because everyone wants to contribute, you know. Well, not in every family. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's so, uh, you know, a lot of, of caregiving uh, plays into family dynamics. And, you know, every family is different. Right. Uh, my situation, uh, my dad had disintegrated discs in his back and his neck, and my mom was his caregiver until she passed. And now my dad was on his own. Right. Living in Baltimore with four brothers, like you, but I have four brothers. Mm. You had three brothers. Right. Uh, only three of mine were living, so it's kind of the same. But none of us live near Baltimore anymore. So I lived out on Long Island. Uh, my brother, who's a doctor also, lives in Massachusetts. Uh, I have another brother at the time lived in New Jersey, and one lives in Connecticut. So it added whole different dimensions as to how's dad being taken care of. Now, my dad had his full mental capacity uh but his physical capacity diminished to the point where he was in a wheelchair right and uh his care was such a thing that we had to hire caregivers uh particularly because medication getting around getting in and out of bed going to the bathroom and uh that communication from that caregiver was always a big deal because we don't know this person really well. If we don't know what medicines he's taking, we can't help manage. And my father would self-medicate. My father was a veterinarian, and he um, was a morphine addict before he died. But yeah, yeah. he was happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a challenge. It right. really is, you know, and especially... So this one, the, my first guide is um, uh, for Long Island caregivers, um, because that's our area. I know it well. I know a lot of the resources, and so a lot of the local resources are important. People want local resources if they can. Right. But you point out, a, you know, an issue that is sort of my next challenge, which is to provide um, what I call caregiving navigator, long distance caregiving, because that's where a lot of situations uh, occur. It, it's not only that, but you find family strife in that if one child lives near the parent, and I know a very good friend of mine who's helping take care of his mother, running a business. His wife also has medical issues. Uh, and he's resentful towards his other siblings right. who don't live in the area, who's not doing the care. And and that caregiving, um, and I can go through statistics, mm-hmm. um, that whether you buy insurance, you don't buy insurance, the, this caregiving element is expensive. Right. It's expensive from the sense, not just emotionally expensive, but financially, uh, being able to keep your job and you have a fluid job where, you know, you're writing. Right. Uh, but for many people, they have to cut their hours, forego promotions, use some of their own funds. 
and typically a lot of times it's a daughter a lot of times there's not a daughter involved or a daughter-in-law who ends up sacrificing her time and her money and which happened with my wife's case and at the same time maybe neglecting the children at various stages uh the family dynamics of this is humongous exactly i mean not only emotionally emotionally of course i mean but financially it's devastating yeah yeah it you know, it really is a challenge and you know in each you know so in, in my navigator i basically try to walk people through since everyone's journey is different but i give them a template so basically there's a preparation and planning stage and there's aging in place independently then there's aging in place with some assistance um, and then there's some, well, maybe you can't do that any longer or, or you need to age in place in, in an assisted living all the way to the end of life journey. So the issue also is not only is it challenging, but it keeps changing. Right. You know, it, it's like, oh, wait, I thought I thought we were here. Like, no, now we're here. So you have to be prepared for that change. And you pointed out, you know, so there's actually a section in the Navigator called the sibling syndrome. <laughs> And it's really uh, an issue, and it, it's it's tricky because, as you point out, usually or often there is one um, sibling who was closer, um, and that he or she, as you point out, usually it's a she, the daughter, uh, or a daughter who uh, assumes more of the responsibility. And what this provokes is uh, is you need to have family conversations thank you um and um, and they, they won't i'm not saying they won't be easy but you have to have them and continuous and exactly uh, and i think in in planning preparation minimizes it mitigates problems planning mitigates problems period end of story and if you're not having this conversation not just with your spouse if you're married but with your children um, so much of this can be minimalized and or avoided, you know, and that's where a lot of insurance comes in, but that's where the planning takes place. And continual planning, okay, now I'm here, now what do I do? Right. Uh, so that's all huge stuff, and it complements everything we talk about on the show, and we're getting ready for break, but you're listening to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. My guest is Ron Rowell. How can I get a hold of you, Ron? Well, it's simple. It's just ron, R-O-N dot Rowell, R-O-E-L, at gmail.com. Fantastic. And he has a new book out, and it's on Amazon it called does. Caregiving Navigator. And we're going to talk more about the book in a minute. Where, where can they get this book, by the way? Well, right now, you can just get it on Amazon. Okay. I'm basically now you know, trying to distribute in local bookstores as well. Terrific. Uh, but uh, So it, it's, it's really newly launched. Can't wait to read my copy. Thank okay, you. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. If you want to reach out to me, 631 647 Four six nine four. I'm here today with Ron Roel. Ron, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, just Ron dot Roel R O E L at gmail dot com. Fantastic. And before the break, we were talking about Ron just published a new book called The Caregiving Navigator. It's available right now on Amazon. I highly recommend it. Not only if you're in that situation, or you're a child that has has to do caregiving, or a sibling, or a spouse. Uh, there's so many resources here on Long Island. Uh, Ron has put it all in a book form, which is fantastic. It's really well written. 
and really comprehensive. And I know Ron is very active in the community because we keep bumping into each other without having met each other. It's really crazy how we haven't really gotten together before. Uh, we know a lot of the same people and everything else. Uh, some of the things that Ron does over and above is not only is he on the Council of Aging, and I, we didn't talk about that, but he's also deeply involved with AARP. And talk about your involvement a little bit with AARP and what, what that's all about. Sure. Um, well, I started off uh, as a volunteer with them. Uh, I actually did some work for them in, with respect to caregiving. I, I also, you know, they knew me from my work uh, on, at uh, Act 2 at Newsday, so they knew my interests. So I did start initially um, moderating panels for them on uh, Social Security and Medicare, and then I became increasingly involved. Um, I uh, th- Then I, I'm involved in, there, there are nine local chapters, so you can be involved as a volunteer. You know, people think of ARP and they think of the, the, what they see on TV, you know, which is the business side of ARP, which is, you know, um, um, insurance, you know. Um, so, but that's not my side. My side is volunteering and advocating. So right now, what I'm also on is uh, the, the New York State uh, Executive Council, which is a group of, you know, advisors, you know, volunteer advisors that they turn to in different um, sectors of the economy and, and uh, healthcare. And uh, so we... we we meet and we advise, and I'm, I'm involved actually on some of the subcommittees for uh, Governor Hochul's um, uh, master plan on aging. So it's a, it's a massive effort. It's a it's a good one, but it's it's going to take a while. And it, it looks at all sorts of aspects of aging. What what do people need? What are the resources? How can we make it better? How can we connect with you know the private sector? So it's just a recognition of what you know, Neil, which is that we are aging. <laughs> right. But you make a very interesting point because uh, my role in NAFA is part of, we're having discussions with New York State from a different end, and that is the public-private partnership for long-term care. Yes. And there used to be, years ago, uh, you know, long-term care insurance is... is uh, it's perceived as very expensive. We've had price increases, and, and in past shows I've said why. Uh, they didn't understand that 70% of all people reaching the age of 65 or older will need some sort of care in their home that the health insurance doesn't cover. That care includes uh, any two of that activities of daily living, whether it be uh, bathing or dressing or getting around or feeding yourself or getting in the shower. These, these these are all things that you come up against when you're caregiving, but who's paying for all this? And it, it's, it's a huge expense. You can mitigate it. Uh, I've been using that word a lot lately. I don't know why. It just You can minimize the, the that burden that you're potentially going to have, you know, 70% chance you're going to need it. And I like Evelyn Carter's uh, quote, because the other 30% take care of the 70%. Right. You're, you're either being cared for or you're a caregiver or you're just a disinterested party, which is not good either. Yeah. Um, but I would say it affects 100% of us. Yeah. And it affects our families right. in, in multiple generations. I mean, not just, as, a, as the example I used before, not just um, uh, my wife running around and taking care of her father, but with the two young kids, all of a sudden now they're affected. Right. And not only emotionally not having that care that they would normally want but also financially yeah uh where she can't work and she's got to do this and 
it, it just puts a huge stress on everybody. So insurance is one option. But anyhow, New York State used to have something called a partnership right. with of long-term care where it was a private-public partnership. The unfortunate thing about it, and they don't have it anymore, but you may still have one of these policies, right. was they were trying to sell Cadillacs and Maseratis to to people who could afford Fords and Chevys. Right. And now the price is exorbitant, and they never came back to that private-public partnership, and many of the long-term care carriers, particularly in the state of New York, have left the state, mm-hmm. so you're down really to three carriers, uh, and it's become a very different world. So we're in tremendous conversations because the default, if you go through all your money, the default uh, person who handles your long-term care is Medicaid. Right. And Medicare, Medicaid essentially is uh, welfare for the elderly. Right. And whether your attorney tries to put you on Medicaid or you're going on Medicaid, you have to spend down your assets. I don't like to work with people that are poor. I like to work with people who are successful, but I also like to keep people successful and protect their assets. So long-term care options, whether it be a hybrid option or this option, all this plays as you're talking to Governor Hochul on the one side, and we got to get together on this. Sure. We're talking on the insurance side about how we can help as a private, public-private solution rather than it being a full government solution. Right. And the government has a vested interest in this, of course, because this is the largest part of not only the federal budget, but the state budget. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, a, a financial interest in this. But as we're talking about this, there's also, as you point out, a family interest and and a recognition. So I've had talk, talked to some people about long-term care insurance, and, and sometimes we get pushback, right? And you're like, okay, you know, the, when you use the, uh, the statistics about, you know, two-thirds of people age 65 will need some sort of care. They go, oh, you're just trying to scare people or you're just trying to perpetuate a, you know, stereotype of people, frail, elderly. This is the reality of our life. Right. Yes. So I am, you know, uh, passionate about helping people successfully age and be as healthy for as long as possible. But this is an inevitability. And it doesn't mean that, it just means you need options, as you point out. And the, fur- the further you go along and, and deny that, I, I have a, a phrase I call um, PDD, which is planning deficit disorder. That's my coinage. Right. And that is the people, they don't want to think about it. They, you know, I don't want to. Nobody wants to think about it. Yeah, but you have to think about it. Right. Because if you do think about it, you can be successful much longer. And and you're, you are trying to be healthy, but things happen. And increasingly, too, as you point out, you know, it's a multi-generational thing. Right. You know, and right now what's happening, one of the big trends is that now millennials are becoming caregivers. You thought, wow, I, really? I get it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's every generation and it's, it requires all generations and it requires families to think about them, what I call care partners. You know, who, who, who's part of your team? Your family's there, your friends may be there, but then professionals like you need to be there. You need to help them plan. And sometimes, you know, you're... Professionals are very useful if the family is at a log of jams or in right. disagreement about what to do. You bring in a professional, financial professionals, who can give you some objective advice. Right. And you don't want to just, you know, a lot of people, I would say, there's a percentage of the people, they start getting in their 60s and they, they sit down with an attorney. An attorney's going to draft documents and may give you a plan 
but they're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of how is this plan going to be accomplished. They get paid for documents. Not that attorneys are bad, but they're part of the solution, not the entire solution. Right. I tell attorneys that all the time. It's let me look at, you know, and sometimes people think, well, there's this huge expense to buy, it, say, long-term care insurance. Well, sometimes it's just a reallocation of what you're doing right. to protect what you have. It's not an expense. The expense is if you have to spend three, four hundred dollars a day for your care. Now, I wanted to get into something real quick because we're running out of time. Okay. How long did your mom have dementia and Alzheimer's? Well, about in graduate stages, about ten years. Ten years, and that's an average. Now, over fifty percent of all long-term care claims, actually 51%, these are last year's numbers, I haven't seen this year, are due to Alzheimer's and dementia. 51% is due to your mind. It's not when you break a hip, it's when you start to lose your marbles. You've been listening to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm so happy to have you here, Ron. How can they get a hold of you, Ron? Uh, Ron.roel at gmail.com. Right, and you could buy Ron's book on Amazon. It's called Caregiving Navigator. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. If you need to reach out to me, 631-647-4694. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.